Geico presents Motorcycle Word of the Day. Today's word is gremlin. Is a gremlin an unknown and persistent mechanical issue? Or is it something large that gets caught in your teeth when you ride with your mouth open? As in... Man, I gotta stop singing 80s power ballads when I ride. Ugh, keep getting gremlins in my teeth. See? Geico Motorcycle. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. The sweet aromas of the apple fritter, cinnamon roll, and blueberry muffin are hard to resist. So making it the rest of the way home without reaching in your McDonald's bag is no easy task. But nothing worth doing is easy. Wake up and pair any one of these sweet, fluffy, frittery bakery treats with a McCafe iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's time to talk the world's game from an American perspective. Presented by Three Lions Pub, you're listening to Two Up Front, where we focus on all things American soccer. From the NWSL, MLS, U.S. national teams, and all the way to the youth levels. Now in the studio, your hosts, Baxter Colburn and Simon Provan. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Two Up Front. Here I am, Baxter Colburn. And this is Simon Provan. All right, Simon Provan. A second show of the week. Normally not a a thing we do currently or recently, but uh, we've had some experience going twice a week, that's for sure. We had an off day for travel, and now we're back at it again today. Yeah, it's a beautiful day once again, Baxter, here in, uh, well, in the outskirts of Milwaukee today. Yes, broadcasting from the Provan Studios yes. today, the, the, <laughs> the deck at Simon Provan's house. It's a gorgeous day out, uh, a beautiful yard, a uh, beautiful sunshiny summer Friday afternoon, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, and if you hear some uh, white noise in the background, it's my neighbors taking care of their lawn business. Right as well. I mean, it's 80 degrees out right now. It is absolutely phenomenal, and I am not complaining one bit about it, that's for sure. Well, speaking of phenomenal, Baxter... USU 20s. Woo, boy. My Taking goodness. New Zealand to town. I honestly thought it was like a, a joke or somebody got like a social media post wrong or something when I saw the scoreline. But 6-0, a throttling against New Zealand. Never you mind this 1-0, 2-1 business that many people were thinking about. The U.S. national team was like, yeah, we're actually a pretty good team. So let's go out and show the team, the, the, the rest of the teams what we can offer. Well, absolutely. It was in, everything happened in about a 30-minute period. Uh, they, I believe they got five of their six goals in, within 30 minutes, Baxter. So it, it was a it was a well played game, though, on top of the scoreline. What I mean by that is the players were all confident on the ball. They dominated in possession. Uh, they weren't afraid to take players on. Even when they were in the final third, they weren't rushing any shots. Uh, things just came together. Phenomenal play from Josh Sargent, Josh Sargent, uh, trusty. Brooks, uh, Lennon, uh, just, you know, everything from the, the players that are with MLS teams to players who are playing overseas uh, to the players who were overseas like Brooks Lennon, now he's in MLS. I mean, it was, it was a complete performance. And 
granted, I know it was New Zealand. Everybody's saying, well, don't get too excited. It was New Zealand. Sure. The fact of the matter is, Baxter, it was a round of 16 game in a World Cup, and the U.S. dominated like you're hoping. Right, exactly. And that's, that's the big thing, honestly, is that the people that uh, very, you know, not often, unfortunately, when it comes to U.S. games on either side, usually on the men's side more than anything, uh, you, you see the, the team they're supposed to play. It's like, oh, this should be a win. Oh, USA senior team is playing whoever, Trinidad and Tobago, or they're playing Panama. This should be a win. And then it's a 1-1 or a loss right. sometimes because you don't know what you're getting. But it was good to see that this team actually stood up and said, listen, we are supposed to win this game. We are going to win this game, and we are going to send a message to everybody that's thinking possibly that we don't have what it takes. Right, and of course they do have a big test coming up in the quarterfinals taking on Venezuela. Venezuela has yet to be scored on. They've won all four of their games that they've played so far. Uh, They were taken to the brink by Japan who pushed them into extra time. So uh, I'm sure Tab Ramos is looking at that film of that game and, and figuring out, okay, what were the weaknesses that Japan exposed on Venezuela? Uh, but it's a weird time, Baxter. We're talking about the U.S. and Venezuela both playing very yeah. good soccer <laughs> right now. <laughs> it is. You're absolutely right about that. And one thing to note about uh, the U-20s as well is that they have never had a game of the four that they've played that they haven't scored a goal in, which I think sometimes is good. Sometimes in group games as well, too, teams can get lackadaisical and be fine with a 0-0 or lose a 1-0 game and be fine with it. The U.S. scored five goals during their group games and then obviously six more, so 11 goals have come. I understand that Josh Sargent, uh, Sargent has now See, scored it is hard to say, isn't four it? <laughs> goals. Sargent there. i gotta got to salute every time I say right. it. But Josh Sargent uh, has scored four total goals now, which uh, is, a, is a scoring record for the U-20s, right. which is great. It's good for him, of course. But it's good to see that it's not just one player. That's what you sometimes saw. It was like, oh, if Donovan scores or if Josie scores, the U.S. has a chance. It's right. like, oh, Josh Sargent scored. Oh, and Brooks Lennon. Oh, and Justin Glad. Oh, and like the list kind of keeps well, going on. And speaking of Justin Glad, by the way, Sargent uh, tied for the most goals in this edition of the U20 World Cup, which is also great to see. But Justin Glad, Baxter, yeah, he had that goal, but he's been playing phenomenal defensively as well. Right, exactly, which is, I think, if you're RSL, who's had a little bit of defensive struggles recently, you're going to be glad to get him back, no pun intended, uh, so that way he can continue to help uh, shore up that, uh, that young defense that uh, has been a little bit of a, a surprise for RSL this season. Right, and uh, last player I'm going to point out, Jeremy Ibobose mm-hmm. uh, of the Portland Timbers. Listen, the Timbers have been struggling. We'll get into that a little bit later right. uh, when we do our predictions, but y- you got to be excited if you are the Timbers and you're seeing how this young kid is playing. He has yet to really shine apparently in practice for the Timbers, but you're kind of at the point where if you're Caleb Porter, maybe you got to start thinking, you know what, let's just put him in a game and see if that's where he shines. Right, exactly. I mean, with some of the, the injuries, too, you know, of Valeri and others that have been kind of back and forth, plus guys like Diego Chara that like to get red cards consistently. Like, you're you're opening up opportunities for young players to step up and uh, get an opportunity to play, so why not? Why not give a guy a, a shot? And uh, we saw that when we talked to, to Drew Connor of the Chicago Fire a couple of days ago that's on right. Wednesday. He, he hasn't played a lot this season, but when he has been given the opportunity, opportunities he's always impressed so what, what do you have to lose especially with a team like Portland who is still trying to find their identity it's a long season give the younger guys a, a game or two you know a, week, not, you know, a right. weekend series just say listen we're going to try it if that way we just know we know where you're at at that point you know they've been around they're learning from incredibly talented players so give them an opportunity I agree Baxter. that's all you can ask for 
Uh, we are going to be joined in just a little while by U.S. Women's National Team midfielder Sam Mewis. For those that are tuning in looking for Sam Mewis, she'll be with us in just a little while. Uh, of course, we do remind you, we kind of skipped over this in the beginning, that you can catch the show. <laughs> I was too excited. Uh, I know. Too excited so to excited. I mean, I would have been too. I would have been too. Uh, to remind you that we are broadcasting uh, here on Spreaker.com. We're also available on iTunes and on iHeartRadio as well too, so make sure to check us out in there. And you can also find us uh, on our website as well to find past episodes and other great information uh, by going to our website, the number two, twoupfrontsoccer.com. Yeah, check us out on Facebook as well, Two Up Front in that search bar. Give us a like, give us a share. Uh, also find us on Twitter at Two Up Front Soccer. We have our own Twitter handles, at Baxter Colburn, at Simon Provan. Absolutely. Uh, one other thing, too, uh, you brought this up. I thought it was a little funny. Uh, Alex Morgan and company, uh, Lyon, has officially won the UEFA Women's Champions League final, so congratulations to them. They beat out PSG. Uh, Morgan didn't play very long. She suffered a hamstring injury right. uh, a couple of weeks back uh, and has still hasn't been fully productive since that point. But uh, she says she feels complete after winning because feels... winning a World Cup is not enough. Well, that so. was that was part of her point is now she's won an NWSL championship. She has won the uh, she's won a World Cup and now she's won the UEFA Women's Champions. There's really League. not much else to win at this point. It's true. It's true. So that's that's the question. So what keeps you motivated then? Right, you've won exactly. All the trophies? And the easy answer is... She's a gold medalist trophies. too, isn't she? I'm pretty I sure. I believe so, yes. I think she's been a part of at least one of those gold medalist teams, so uh, I can understand uh, the reasoning behind that. The game at Cardiff, uh, over 22,000 people there, Baxter, so that's good to see some, that some is support good to see. there in Europe for women's soccer. Right. You don't always necessarily know what you're going to get at a women's soccer level at that kind, uh, so good to see that. But uh, we are going to run to a break. Uh, as we mentioned, Sam Mewis will be here with us when we come back on the shopfutsal.com call-in line, so hang on for us. Hang we'll on. Be, we'll be right back. This is Two Up Front presented by Three Lines Pub. Presented by Three Lines Club here, I am Baxter Colvin. And this is Simon Proban. Broadcasting live from our remote studios for our summer edition of the program. Today we find ourselves on Simon's back patio. It's a gorgeous time with uh, some of his dogs running around, uh, the summer breeze blowing, and cool drinks in our hands. It is a good time to be alive. For those for sure. people who don't get it, when, when you live in Wisconsin and summer rolls around, you take advantage of every single minute. Hence right, us exactly. being outside today. And we had, that, we had this programming meeting earlier in the week. It's like, would you like to 
sit inside a cold studio or would you like to sit on a patio with right. a drink in your hand and enjoy the three days of summer we're going to get in Wisconsin? I was like, oh, I guess summer wouldn't be yeah. the worst idea. I'm completely fine with Those that. Those drinks being Gatorade, by the way. Right, so yes. Gatorade, if you're listening. Gatorade and uh, pure aqua water. Uh, proud sponsors. They just don't know it yet. <laughs> uh, too up front. Uh, all right. Well, we uh, get an opportunity to speak to a good friend of ours. Uh, she's been on the program a couple of times. And it's, it's interesting, Simon. I don't know if you've tracked this or not, but uh, since the first time this player has been on our show, her career has trended upwards. I don't know if we want to label this the two-up-front magic that we like, to, like, we like to throw on certain players and coaches, but uh, she has become a good friend of the show and has found very good success in the last year, a year and a half, and I believe she would tell you that as well, too. Uh, she finds herself a midfielder for the North Carolina Courage and just uh, heading into a soon-to-be uh, camp for the U.S. Women's National Team, Sam Mewis, and she joins us now on the shopfutsal.com call-in line. Sam, good afternoon to you. Welcome back to Two Up Front. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. It's great to have you back, Sam. Uh, I know I'm sure a lot of excitement budding for you right now. The Courage are doing well. You're getting ready to take off for camp again as well, too. You're headed over to Europe, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, let's uh, let's start with the call-up first and foremost, uh, getting to travel over to, uh, to, to Norway, of course, and then to Sweden as well, too. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be probably a little bit colder, though, too, than what you're, you're used to probably down in North Carolina. But uh, talk, tell us about the emotions and the excitement of uh, going now for another call-up for the women's national team. Yeah, um, it's always an honor to get called in. I am excited, and um, I feel really grateful that I'm getting this opportunity. And um, going into camp in the middle of season always um, is it's super exciting, but I'm really trying to stay focused on my team here and tomorrow. So I'm not. I'm trying not to get too ahead of myself, but I am, of course, excited and very honored that I get to go. Yeah, Sam. What does it mean? Uh, you know, besides just being called up, but it's been quite a while since the U.S. Women's National Team has gone on the road yeah. overseas to play some friendlies. So, uh, what does this mean for you to be playing these these games uh, overseas? Yeah, I mean, it, it's an exciting trip. I've never been to Sweden or Norway. Um, so, of course, I'm looking forward to that experience. And I think that um, it's another really good test for the team to play two really talented um, countries and have the opportunity to travel and learn how to handle our bodies on the road and um, just prepare ourselves to, to play our best. So, um, I think it's an exciting opportunity, and I think that everyone's excited and prepared to get over there and um, just do our best. Now, look, I know you're just a player, but have you heard any news perhaps down the line that more of these overseas friendlies will happen? Because I personally think it's very important to, to have these friendlies Absolutely. overseas. Um, I haven't heard. I I don't have much insight into the future travel plans, but, um, yeah, I agree. I think – like you said, it's a great experience, and it's um, something that is important for the team to get used to. And, um, again, just I'm excited to go and experience being in another country. Talking with Sam Mewis on the shopfutsal.com call-in line, midfielder for the North Carolina Courage and the U.S. Women's National Team. Uh, Sam, we were kind of joking about it before we brought you on, but to be honest, the last 365 days of your career, you have seen a large surge, not only in the popularity sense, but in the uh, fact that you have been, I'd like to think, playing at a very high level. What has 
what has caused that to happen? Are you just finding that groove now? Do you just feel more confident when you're on the ball? You've been scoring goals as well, too, getting call-ups. People seem to not only talk about Sam Mewis in a positive manner, but they are saying that, okay, she is now a dependable, consistent force for our team and not just this young buck who's really tall and can head the ball and is fairly decent in the midfield. Well, thank you. Um, that's, <laughs> that's what people were saying. I don't know. I, I, I would never say. I mean, you are very tall, but I feel like there's other attributes to your game, of course, <laughs> that play in nicely. Yes. No. Well, thank you so much. I, um, I think that I'm just trying to learn as much as I can and absorb as much information and experiences that I can. And um, playing with such talented players certainly helps. So um, I'm taking advantage of my club team and um, – it's been a crazy year, and it's been a lot of fun, and I really am just trying to learn as much as I can so I can become the best player that I can be. Yeah, speaking of your club team, Sam, uh, things started out hot for North Carolina, and uh, last few weeks things obviously have not gone the way you would like them to. Have you guys identified what is going on and, and why you're suddenly losing these games? Oh, Did we lose Sam for a quick second there? Sam, are you still there? We may have lost Sam for a quick second. She just she she's speechless about your question, Simon. She uh she can't uh, didn't she, like the fact that I brought up their losing streak. I know streak. she's like we've like, been I'm losing, done. Simon. I don't wanna I don't wanna hear it from you. But uh, we'll we'll get Sam back here in just a second. So our apologies for for that. That happened to us the other day as well too. But uh, we'll get Sam back. So no worries about that. But uh, I did I did want to make the the thought though too, as you had as you had mentioned, Simon, how. Uh, you know, this, this team does, I feel like, have a bit of a target on their back right, right. now. Uh, and that was one of the things I was going to bring up to Sam as well, too, is that it does feel like this team has been uh, really kind of pushed to a, to a high level. So um, we'll, have to, uh, we'll have to see, I guess, what this team can do moving forward. But uh, I'm excited that what North Carolina has done. They've obviously got a lot of things riding on this season, and they uh, certainly are going to continue to try to push uh, for a repeat championship as well. So, well, look, they're 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 still sitting in first place. Yes, they've got a game, uh, or Seattle, Portland, each have a game in hand, which could uh, get them tied with North Carolina. Chicago wins their next game; they they go into first place. Right. Uh, so, so there's a lot at stake here, uh, depending on results, that North Carolina could actually find themselves sitting out of a playoff position. But that said, Baxter, they have started hot, so they know how to play well. There's just something funky going on right now. They get that figured out. Uh, you know, it looks like a lot of that is defensively, to be honest with you. Right. Well, if they if they can get that sorted out again, uh, we're very well looking at a team that, that will make the playoffs after winning last year's championship. That is very true. Uh, Sam is back with us now, so apologies about that. Uh, Sam, welcome back. Uh, I don't know what had happened there for a moment, but uh, did you hear Simon's question, or were you just so appalled by him saying that your team had been <laughs> struggling recently you just hung up on him? No, no, I heard the question... Um, we have had a lot of discussions as a team, and I think that what we're trying to do is focus on performing the way that we can and playing to our strengths and um, taking this one game at a time. Um, we're not really getting caught up in the table or looking too far ahead, so what we're just trying to focus on is taking it one practice at a time, getting better every day, focusing on the things we know we're good at, and working um, working on some of our weaknesses. So I think that the team is in a really good place and I'm excited for us to get another opportunity to play this weekend and again I mean just taking it kind of one game at a time. 
Looking at the league as a whole right now, Sam, uh, you were a part of uh, the announcement for the NWSL and the A&E Networks and Lifetime as well, too. Uh, I know from a player, maybe you might not see any possible success, but I'm sure you hear talks as well, too. From what you've kind of seen since you were a part of that initial announcement, has this partnership with Lifetime and even Go90 been more of a benefit than a hindrance to the league? I think it's been wonderful. Um, I'm very grateful that Lifetime and A&E got involved, and I think that it's a huge opportunity for the league to continue to gain audience, an audience, and um, it's been so cool to see some of the games on TV um, and watch the coverage and how it's all unfolded. So I'm really excited about it, and I think it's a huge thing that's going on for the league. Yes, Sam, speaking of other changes, uh, this is the first time we've had you on uh, since North Carolina had moved from western New York. How have things been going in that respect, uh, you know, settling into North Carolina, being back in a warmer climate? Curious how, how uh, well, as I said, how settling in has been for you. Yeah, it's been great. Um, the transition was very smooth. Um, again, we're so grateful to the Salins for everything that they did with the Flash. Um, but everything here with our new owners, the new facilities, um, everything has gone really smoothly. And um, the atmosphere here is great. The fans have been awesome. Um, I have literally zero complaints. It's been an absolutely awesome transition. And how relieved were you when it was officially announced that Paul Riley would be joining you guys? <laughs> <laughs> I was very relieved. Paul is um, has had one of the greatest impacts on my career, and I've only been with him for about a year and a half, and um, I think that he has just a huge influence on me and on this group, and we're very, very fortunate that he decided to come back and that we get to train with him every day. Well, I mean, that's a testament, as we mentioned earlier, too, about how your career continues to trend upwards as well, too, Sam. So maybe Paul Riley might be a, a, a key defining factor in this uh, recent success for you as well. So a uh, thing, to, thing to think about, that's for sure. But uh, la- last thing for me, at least before we let you run, Sam, is uh, this season has been full of a lot of ups and downs for a lot of different teams. Kind of seems like teams are really starting to take this a lot more seriously. We see Randy Waldron get fired from Houston just a couple of days ago. Uh, Washington, of course, they're at the bottom of the table. What has kind of surprised you the most about this NWSL season, whether it be a, a player's success or decrease or a team's success or decrease at this point? That is a tough question. Um, we ask the tough questions on two up front. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. I don't know um, if- I don't know if I would say I've been, I mean, surprised by any one thing in particular, but I am really excited that the league seems to be gaining traction and um, growing in the the size of the audience. And um, I think that the level of play has been improving steadily each year. I think important things have happened behind the scenes to make this um, really start to trend upward. So I'm um, very excited, and I think that the league is – definitely growing and getting better every day, and I'm happy that I get to be part of that. Last question for me, Sam. We can't let you go without getting a, a bit of a preview from you for your weekend's game. You guys are taking on FC Kansas City, sitting in sixth place, but only four points behind you in the standings. Can you give us a, a look at what we should expect to see from North Carolina? Yeah, um, I think that we're going to play how how we usually play. I mean, we're... Um, we obviously have strengths in certain areas and we want to highlight those and Kansas city is an awesome team. I mean, they have some really great players and they've been doing really well. So um, 
where we've been trying to just prepare as best we can for them. And we're going to focus on just trying to perform to the best of our ability and really just go after the, the areas that we know we can excel in. Makes sense to me, absolutely. So it's going to be a good one, that's for sure, for those that are excited to to check it out. Of course, it will be one of the big highlight games this weekend on the NWSL's uh, numerous platforms, so make sure to go check that out. Sam, uh, it's a pleasure, of course. We appreciate you taking the time and your busy schedule. We wish you the very best of luck this weekend, of course, and then a, a safe trip over to Europe as well and uh, continued success at the national team. So thanks for taking some time today to, to swing back through for two up front today. No problem. Thank you guys so much. Absolutely. Thanks, we will talk to you soon. There goes Sam Mewis on the shop all in line. Great stuff from her. Uh, always a lot of fun to chat with her as well, too. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. We're going to look at the roster a little bit closer. We didn't really talk about it too much uh, for the Scandinavian tours, they're calling it. Uh, a couple of new faces on here, too, Simon. So excited sure. about that. Uh, we'll do that. We'll give you some predictions. We'll get out of here and uh, we'll dive into the weekend. So looking forward to that. We'll be back with more on Two Up Front presented by Three Lines Pub right after this. Two Up Front rolling along here on Simon's Patio for our summer edition of Two Up Front. I'm Baxter Colburn. And this is Simon Profan. The man, the myth, <laughs> the legend, the, the founding sponsor of uh, Simon's Patio. <laughs> if you'd like the very best of your summer patios, visit Simon's Patio. I don't know. Do you have a Facebook page? Can people like your patio on Facebook? <laughs> Maybe you should Maybe get I that. Should. Maybe you should. It's Just nice to see patio. what would happen. Yeah. It is. Or if you need some patio work done, call Simon. He's, no, uh, no, 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 no. You're no, not. I can't do. I can't do that. You said that you're. I can paint. You said you're good at weeding. Uh, so you, yes. you weeded yes. uh, weeded your family garden, which is gorgeous. So maybe you. Uh, maybe you could offer your services in that regards over the summer months. I mean, when you're when you're when you're a professor, I mean, you know, you only work whatever it is nine months out of the year, so gotta gotta fill your time with some other things. So I'm just trying, do, I'm trying yes, to help you yeah. find other avenues while you're, that, you know, over the summer. So yeah. Simon's Weed Company will be happy to come and pick your weeds, not do the other type of stuff. So uh, maybe I don't know what you grow in your garden. I haven't I haven't taken a, taken a walk over there yet. But anyway, <laughs> I'm gonna stop talking before was, I get that myself was quite in trouble. the rant. That was quite the rant there, uh, Baxter. Nice monologue on my thank you. patio and yes, garden. This has been Baxter's monologue on Simon's <laughs> patio. 
Oh, my gosh. So a uh, very special thanks to Sam Mewis, too, of the North Carolina Courage and uh, U.S. Women's National Team for stopping by on the shopfutsal.com. Call in line in our last segment. Uh, anything else that she said at all, Simon, that uh, kind of stuck out to you or you wanted to like put a little pin in before we you know, move I on? Just, I just wanted to point out that actually that North Carolina-Kansas City game is, in fact, on Lifetime. Since yeah. you had asked her about that, that's at uh, 3.30 Eastern, so 2.30 Central. Um, I, I'm expecting this to be quite the game because, as I had mentioned just before that, Baxter, six through, uh, let's see here. Yeah, one through six in the NWSL standings is really tight right now. Kansas City wins this game. They're only a point behind the leaders, depending on how all the other games finish. Right. Uh, you got North Carolina with 15 points, Chicago with 13, Sky Blue with 13, Seattle with 12, Portland with 12, Kansas City with 11. So, uh, the, you know, you're almost halfway through the season mm-hmm. in the NWSL. So I'm expecting this game to be uh, full of a lot of energy, full of a, obviously a lot of good soccer with the with the two teams that you're looking at. Um, so I'm telling you, folks, tune into this one. Things are very tight right now at the top of the NWSL table, so uh, very excited about that. It's good when there is a lot of tight races because if you had just one or two teams just blowing the doors off everybody, it would not nearly be as exciting, that's sure. for sure. So right. it's better for the league that you've got at least currently six teams fighting within a, a three- to four-point range of each other, so that's awesome to see. Uh, looking a little bit more at the U.S. Women's National Team roster, as we mentioned before, the Scandinavian Tour 2017, uh, two goalkeepers. Keepers named to this roster, Alyssa Nayer and Abby Smith of the Boston Breakers. Uh, Boston has done a fairly decent job not sucking, basically, to start the season. They've uh, also continued to, to put goals in the back of the net, which has been good for them, obviously. Uh, they've got a, a good game against Orlando this week, 2-3-2 two, and two with the Breakers. But uh, Abby Smith has been a positive light for this team so far. Uh, this is after they got rid of uh, Australian goalkeeper Libby Stout as well, too, a couple of weeks ago. A former Liverpool gal as well, too. So I wonder how hard that was for Matt Beard to get rid of a fellow Liverpool oh, gal. Right, I was, right. was curious about that. But uh, congratulations to Abby Smith getting a call up. Uh, I'm assuming we'll see her in one of these two games. Uh, seven defenders named uh, Abby Delcamper, uh, Julie Ertz, uh, Jaylene Hinkle. Our Hinkley, Megan Klingenberg, Kelly O'Hara, Becky Sauerbrunn, and Casey Short. A couple of, uh, a lot of usuals on that on that defensive lineup. Uh, good to see Abby Delcamper rejoin, uh, and of course uh, Jaylen Hinkley as well. Yeah, and of course Casey Casey Short being on there. It's exciting for her because uh, this is a return for her. Yes, she when when she, her career was a little bit derailed, Baxter, when she was first drafted by the NWSL. Yep, she actually got her restart of a career. Uh, over in, I believe it was Norway. It was either Norway or Sweden, one of the two. But anyways, this is a return to Scandinavia for her. So it'll be... uh It'll be good for her to get back there, and it'll be interesting to see how she handles the homecoming. Absolutely. Uh, midfielders, you've got seven of them. Morgan Bryan, Lindsey Horan makes a return. Rose Lavelle, Carly Lloyd, Allie Long, Sam Mewis, as we briefly mentioned, uh, and Megan Rapino as well, too. And uh, we, we questioned months ago when Megan Rapino was getting call-ups why, and we didn't understand it. Uh, we understand why now. Yes. She's scoring goals yes, again, and she's exactly. playing like vintage Megan Rapino. Sam Mewis continues to chip in along with Allie Long as well, too. Carly Lloyd, of course, has done a great job over for Manchester City. She's going to be heading back stateside soon uh, to see what she can do to help revitalize and rejuvenate the Houston Dash. So we'll see about that. And, of course, Rose Lavelle being the revelation in the She Believes Cup. Everybody everybody suspected that she was a good player, but I, I still think her skill level has shocked 
a lot of people, Baxter. So excited to see her play in this uh, in these friendlies as well. And then the five forwards named Crystal Dunn, Sydney LaRue, Alex Morgan, Kristen Press, and Mallory Pugh. Same uh, same normal slot of characters at this point. Um, of course, Amy Rodriguez would have been in this slot, but uh, tearing her ACL week one in the NWSL for FC Kansas City certainly put a damper on that. No Lynn Williams, no Jessica McDonald. But uh, these are the five gals you, I would likely have to name if I needed to. Sydney LaRue, I feel like, is a little indispensable at this point. Uh, or disposable, I guess. I'm, I'm confusing my words a little bit on that one. She scored three goals on the season. But as we mentioned off-air a couple of days ago when we were talking, Simon, Sydney LaRue scored a goal week one and then basically went radio silent for six games. Showed up, scored two goals, got the player of the week, and suddenly she's on the national team again. That seems a bit ridiculous to me, personally. I don't agree with that. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying, but it's all about who's hot, Baxter. When, right. When it comes to uh, when it comes to the national teams, uh, one player I'm surprised not to see on here, if my eyes don't deceive me, is Kristen Press of the. Nope, she is. Where is she? She's one of the five forwards. She's the fourth. Oh, the, there she is. Okay, yeah, fourth okay. forward. All right. Name. Well, then I'm not surprised anymore. There you go. Surprise. Uh, Morgan Bryan, by the way, has been ruled out with an injury, though. So yep, she, will she will not, not be, be traveling. traveling with the team. Uh, we'll have to see what other young midfielder might be uh, might slot in there. We know that Jill Ellis in the past has brought a couple of uh, teenagers with her for certain trips, so uh, maybe a, a possibility for one of them from one of the younger U17 or U20 teams to join. Uh, or we might just see another NWSL player uh, take a swing in, or maybe they just add another utility player, kind of like a Crystal Dunn, who uh, can play the midfield but also play the forward position as well, too. So uh, of the roster, 18 will be named for each uh, game, so this entire roster will not be available. Uh, for each game, obviously, so only 18 players will be. Uh, one of the other things I want to mention before we get into predictions as well, too, uh, we talked about this, how the U.S. is playing Venezuela in the U-20 World Cup, but they're also playing each other in the senior level uh, for a World Cup qualifying game. Uh, that game Friendly. Taking, uh, friendly, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. That game taking place uh, tomorrow evening, uh, 10 p.m. Eastern time on FS1 and Unimas, for those that are able to watch. Clint Dempsey chasing the goal-scoring record is the main storyline coming out of this one out of Rio Tinto Stadium in Sandy, Utah. Uh, this is going to be an interesting game, a very veteran-filled game. Yeah, well, uh, real quick, I, I, the, the, an interviewer had asked Donovan how he feels about possibly losing that record to Dempsey. And I have to say, Baxter, I may have my own misgivings about Donovan. However, uh, I really appreciated his answer in that he basically said, from an egotistical point of view, of course I don't want somebody to break my record. Of course. But as a fan of U.S. soccer, I want to see that record broken over and over and over again. So good answer, I think. Yeah, I think so. I don't think you can be mad about that. I mean, obviously Landon Donovan did a lot jump-starting what the U.S. men's national sure. team, and just USA soccer as a whole, men's or women's. You, yeah. I mean, obviously the women have done some things recently, uh, but obviously... Landon Donovan, his iconic goal in 2010, among other things, has helped propel U.S. soccer as a whole. So. Yeah, him and Demarcus Beasley as the youngsters in the 2002 World Cup. Yes, I mean, he's he his lore is cemented in U.S. soccer history. Absolutely correct about that. So a very thick roster uh, for this one. Uh, we're not going to dive into it too much. Uh, a lot of the usual sp- suspects, as we mentioned, Matt Beasley actually got scratched from the roster. Uh, but aside from that, a lot of the usual suspects uh, when it comes to uh, basically all sides of the roster. Graham Zussi listed as a defender again. Not sure why. I, I still Well, he's don't been believe. spending time with Sporting sure. Kansas City. I still don't know if that's the best spot for Graham Zussi. But if that's where he's been finding success, obviously, I think I'm, I, I was a big fan of Zussi in, in the midfield role. That's why Sporting Kansas City had a lot of success a couple of seasons back when they won the Cup. But 
people people's change. People change all the time. The career-wise, Demarcus Beasley, even as we mentioned, used to be that speedy outside midfielder, moved back a little bit as well, too, and obviously has found a lot of success playing that outside back position as well now, too, among many others. Right, absolutely. Uh, you know, one of the things to keep in mind here, too, the difference between this roster and what you're looking at with the women's team, Baxter, is there's no experimenting anymore. Bruce Arena is calling in the guys that he believes will get them qualified for the World Cup. So whatever lineup he puts out against Venezuela is going to be very telling of who we're going to see right. against Trinidad and Tobago as well. A couple of players on this roster that uh, you certainly have to see about. Uh, Tim Ream, is he going to see the field? He usually is one of those like last man left on the bench that nobody uh, remembers. And then all of a sudden it's like, Tim Ream was on this roster. Why did he not get a call? Or why did he not get playing time? But the center back spot is pretty pretty thick, honestly, though, when you when you look at it through and through. Yeah, I, I think you're going to see Jeff Cameron and Omar Gonzalez as your two center backs again, Baxter, and, and perhaps Matt, Matt Hedges is chilling in there as well, too. Right, right. But I think you'll see Deon, DeAndre Yedlin playing on the right. Uh, the question is the left. Is Jorge Villafania, who I think should be on the left, going to be your left back for this? That is very possible. It might be nice to see guys like Dax McCarty and others get some time in the midfield as well, too. Kellen Acosta, uh, Paul Ariola has kind of had a resurgence recently as well, too, so good to see him. Uh, Forward-wise, the normal cast of characters, you know, Josie, Clint, Jordan, and Bobby. I mean, sounds like a, a band from the 20s or something, <laughs> you know, kind of a thing. But Well, that's that's the one area that could change things. If if Arena opts to have Josie play by himself as that number nine, you know, that's going to change things. I think what you'll probably end up seeing is perhaps Josie up top and Clint perhaps in that old withdrawn forward position. Yep. Um, uh, you know, Bruce Arena, everybody knows, loves his four four two. I wouldn't be surprised if, if we see a four four two in these next couple of games. Absolutely. All right, we are going to go to a final break. When we come back, we'll give you our predictions, uh, which are brought to you by Redline Pub. So make sure you stay tuned for those. MLS, NWSL, we'll do it all for you right when we come back. And we'll give you a prediction about this game as well, too. So you're listening to Two Up Front, presented by Three Lines Pub. Back after this.
to Upfront, presented by Three Lines Pub. I'm Baxter Colburn. And this is Simon Provan. All right, Simon Provan, moving along and finishing up on the program uh, as we get ready to, to close things up here. Uh, special thanks to Sam Mewis uh, for stopping by from the North Carolina Courage and U.S. Women's National Team. Uh, she joined us on the shopfootsall.com call-in line earlier in the program, uh, and we are going to be wrapping things up here uh, in just a moment. Uh, we normally don't do two shows a week, but uh, because we got an opportunity to speak with Sam before she took off her national team camp, we thought it best to, to give you two shows this week for those that uh, love hearing us more than once a week, I guess. So yeah, worked absolutely. Out well. Worked out well for all parties involved. Gave so. us a reason to be outside back Right, then. exactly. It's a gorgeous day, broadcasting from Simon's Patio, uh, sponsored by Simon's Patio. That kind of sounds like a good restaurant name, doesn't it? Simon's Patio? Simon's Patio. Sam, Simon says eat. Simon, yeah. Simon says order. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I like it. I think so. I mean, people can't be mad. Or even a restaurant <laughs> called Simon Says. Like, there you go. You can just walk in and be like, all right, Simon Says, order the most expensive thing. Okay, give me five. You know the most frustrating thing about being named Simon and playing that game <laughs> is I can never win. <laughs> because even if I don't say the word Simon says, right. people, the kids turn to me and say, well, but Simon did say. But, but, like, wait, but I was like, ah, like, fine. That's why you like to change your name for that, just for that game. What's <laughs> right. your name? Uh, uh, Simeon. Yeah, not Simon. <laughs> yes. Totally, yes. totally different. Uh, all right, before we get out of here, we want to give us, uh, give you guys our predictions for the upcoming week of action in the NWSL and in Major League Soccer. Our predictions are brought to you by Three Lions, or Red Lions Pub, rather. Uh, as we mentioned this on Wednesday, they've got a great thing coming up uh, this weekend, the Champions Cup. Uh, exciting action. Five soccer bars from Milwaukee all competing in some, some exciting action and then watching the Champions League final uh, yeah, back at their Lions own Pub, respective yeah. uh, places. But Three Lions Pub, specifically for us at least. Uh, so uh, some exciting times. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. So if you're if you're in or near Milwaukee, head down to Shorewood to Three Lions Pub and check out the great event they got going on while absolutely. you're there. You know. Watch the Champions League. Enjoy it. Maybe. Why not? If you're there, you gotta. It'll be on the TVs, that's for sure. Uh, all right, so one game taking place this evening, uh, Portland and San Jose. That game is home for the Timbers. 10 p.m. Central Time kickoff uh, on Unima, or Unimas, MLS Live, and many others. It's going to be broadcast live on Facebook as well, too, for those that are uh, Facebookers. Uh, I really like how uh, MLS has actually started to broadcast a couple of games on Facebook. I think that's a really smart idea, and uh, a way for uh, those broadcasting to interact as well too, because they've actually right. I've seen Brian Dunseth and others answering questions while calling the game as oh, well cool. too. So cool. kind of a kind of a cool thing in that regards, because uh, you can do you can get away with that in soccer though, because you've got that downtime sometimes to right. to talk about things. So Portland San Jose, this is a fun game. Uh, what do you think about it tonight, Simon? Uh, you know, well San Jose lost to. LA Galaxy surprisingly four to two at home. Yep. They don't lose Chris Wondolowski, thank goodness. <laughs> Not as a San Jose fan, but as a US fan. Right. Um it's it's tough to pick Portland right now, Baxter, even though they are at home. I'm actually gonna take the earthquakes on this game. About two to one score line. Okay. Yeah, only one point separates the earthquakes and the timbers right now in the standings. Uh technically Portland has a better points per game average than the earthquakes. They do, but they got those points early. Diego Chara does return for this one. Is yeah, I'm that a, change is that a big know, thing? I'm gonna change it from a San Jose win to a draw. I'm going with a draw in this game. I think that's a safe bet in this game, too. I mean, these teams are virtually identical when you look at least the statistics side of it. Uh, Portland has a game in hand, but aside from that, though, I mean, Portland's 3-1-2 and two at home. Uh, both of these teams are 2-4-1 and one on the road, so they both are good and bad at home and away. So it's going to be a fun game, I think, to watch. It's going to be a Friday night game, so uh, definitely you know, jump over and keep an eye on it if you can. 
Uh, this is the only game that these two teams have left the rest of the weekend as well, too, so you think they're going to give it their all. I'm going to go with the draw on this one as well, all right. officially. Uh, NYCFC and Philly, uh, because of how Philly's been a little bit all over the place recently, NYCFC does come off a draw with the Revolution on Wednesday evening, a late goal in that one by the Revs to make that a draw. I think NYCFC is still a little frustrated about that. I think that they had hoped to grab all three points and continue to assert themselves in the Eastern Conference. Uh, they're in fifth place right now. They could use a win. It would it would help them catapult from fifth all the way up to second, depending on how the chips fall for those teams ahead of them, obviously. But uh, meanwhile, Philadelphia, a win could potentially put them right outside of the playoffs as well, too. So uh, it's going to be a chippy game. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, but I think uh, the Blues get the victory in this one. Yeah, I'm taking New York City FC. I mean, they're 3-1-2 and two at home. Philadelphia's only won one game on the road. This is definitely a, a game they could win, but I don't see them doing that, Baxter. All right. So I'm taking New York City FC. In this. I agree. Uh, Sporting Kansas City and Minnesota. This is going to be a fun one. Uh, that game is going to be at Sporting Kansas City. Matt Beasler returning home for this game because of the devastating injuries that keep rocking SKC's back line. Sporting Kansas City find themselves in second place. I had to double-check to make sure that was accurate. <laughs> they are in second place right now uh, in the Western Conference where Minnesota down in ninth. But a win for Minnesota could put them in the playoffs in theory. It depends on what L.A. does, and I think L.A. actually has the, the tiebreaker on that. But in theory, point-wise, they could be on that same level, whereas Sporting Kansas City could take full reign of uh, the Western Conference if they win. Sporting Kansas City has yet to lose at home this season. Exactly. Minnesota has yet to win on the road this season. I don't think we have any any real difference in opinion on how nope. who's going to win this one. That's right. Sporting Kansas City. All right. Vancouver and Atlanta. Uh, this game, of course, taking place on Saturday as well. Vancouver playing host to Atlanta. Uh, these two teams... Fairly close in the standings uh, right now. Uh, but Vancouver, hmm, going to be interesting in this one. I, I don't know how I feel about them. They've, they've done fairly well at home, 3-2-1 and one at home. Uh, Atlanta's won two games on the road as well, too. But uh, I think Atlanta's going to get the victory in this one personally. That's actually exactly who I was going to take as oh, well. Wow. Uh, Vancouver's been, they're, they're like sporting Kansas City. You never know which team is going to show up, Baxter. Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm taking Atlanta because I like the fi- firepower that Atlanta has. Uh, Tito Martinez has certainly quickly learned what this league is about. Mm-hmm, exactly, uh, he sets out his formations in that respect of of knowing who he's playing. Uh, I, I see Atlanta taking this one. Uh, the next game is DC United and the LA Galaxy. Uh, the past would explain it in this sense that how when DC struggles significantly and then you have a team like LA who's done well recently that you should pick LA, but most likely it's the other team that ends up winning. So I'm going to take DC United as a quote-unquote upset in this game because even though LA beat San Jose, uh, it just that's very MLS that DC United sure. would win the game. It's so funny, Baxter. Uh, we're, we're following along the same thing here. Uh, I, I'm actually taking DC because LA Galaxy are possibly going to be without Giovanni Dos Santos. They yep. lost Brian Rowe to injury, so they're, they're a weakened team once again. And uh, if Ben Olsen and D.C. United cannot take advantage of a weakened LA Galaxy, you got to start wondering, when does D.C. say Saranara? Right, to Ben Olsen. To Ben Olsen. That makes sense to me. Uh, the Revolution playing host to TFC. Listen, as long as New England doesn't lose by three or more goals, I'll consider <laughs> that a win. Uh, TFC coming down. You made to me pay cackle visit. on that one, Baxter. Ah, thank you. Yeah, TFC is going to get the win in this one. Obviously, I would love an upset, but TFC is just the far better team. I'm going to call a minor upset in that I see this ending in a draw. How ah, about that? I, once again, wouldn't be mad about that. 
the best team in the league. If you can draw the best team in the league, you're doing something kind of right. When your DP gets on the scoring boards, Baxter, uh, you hope that that's a catalyst. So that's Hopefully. what I'm looking at. Uh, Montreal hosting the Red Bulls. In, in weeks past, you would have said, oh, the Red Bulls clearly... Uh, but Montreal has found a little bit of power recently, and at least in their Canadian championship games as well, too. Uh, they scored four goals the other evening. Uh, I have to go with the, with the impact on this one. Yeah, Montreal, the, my concern here is the amount of players, again, for them. They're going to be without uh, Simon Laurent. Uh, let's see who else here. Well, it actually looks like... He may be the only one that they're losing this week. Okay, uh, but that you know, he, he's, a he, he's a big, uh, he's a big player in, in their defense. Baxter. Absolutely. Uh, so it, it does make me wonder about that. I still see Montreal winning this one. The Red Bulls just are not putting things together. Something is not right in New York right now, and we'll have to see if this ends up maybe being that coming out party for the Red Bulls to get a crucial three points on the road against an Eastern Conference foe. Uh, FC Dallas, they're going to beat RSL. I don't think we need to spend a lot of time on that one, honestly, unless you have something else to chip into that. Yeah, I'm actually going to call an upset on this one. Fact is, FC Dallas is going to be without Kellen Acosta. They're going to be without Matt Hedges. Uh, Teshko Akindeli, yes, he's usually a sub, but he's kind of a super sub. Mm-hmm. He, he's almost a super. Well, I, you could, I don't know, is he a super sub or is he a... You'd have to cons- you'd have to score consistently to that's be a true, super that's sub, true. and he doesn't. But he brings that energy on the field to finish games out, right? Um, so, as crazy as it is, you don't expect a team like RSL to actually beat FC Dallas. I'm calling the upset. I'm, I'm taking RSL. There you on go. This. Live on the edge. Uh, Colorado hosting the Columbus Crew. Columbus just put three goals in on Seattle over the weekend or over the earlier part of the week. Uh, Columbus is going to continue to roll. They're going to put a couple more in on Colorado. Yeah, I agree. Um, Colorado doesn't have Tim Howard in the back in their goal, so yeah, makes opens sense to things me. up for Columbus. Uh, United States, as we mentioned, they are going to be taking on Venezuela Saturday evening, 9 p.m. Central Time, FS1, Unimas, and others. Uh, USA is going to win 2-1 to one in this one. Yeah, US opinion. is going to win. I, I don't have a, uh, you know, I, I would assume that Bruce is going to put a very close starting lineup out there. Not sure, though, um, so I'm going to cautiously take the U.S., I don't know for the 2-1 scoreline, but they're going to win. Okay. Uh, Orlando and Chicago, Seattle and Houston uh, on Sunday for your viewing pleasure. Yeah, this Orlando-Chicago game has the potential to be a very fun game. It does. Uh, Obviously, Chicago's not going to have Dax McCarty, but they're still going to have Schweinsteiger. They're going to have Janino. They they have uh, the great defense that they have down there right now, Brandon Vincent. Uh, Jonathan Campbell's not always been starting. I, I can't remember if he's coming off of an injury and they're slowly working him back into it. Uh, whatever the case may be, I think Chicago still plays really well in this. Jason Christ was upset when Orlando lost at home. They've been doing well since then. Uh, this is a tough one for me to call, but I'm... I'm going to call another away win, Baxter. I'm going to give this one to Chicago. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to agree with you on that one, honestly. Uh, Chicago is the better of the two teams right now. You take a good team uh, and put them down in a very, very good stadium as a whole, even with a good crowd. Uh, I think Chicago is going to feed off the energy from the home side, uh, and they're going to put in a several goals, uh, especially on national television, and show the world just how real the Chicago Fire actually are at this point in the season. Uh, last game, Seattle and the Houston Dynamo. Seattle, as we mentioned, conceded three goals uh, to the Columbus Crew. Houston scored five on RSL. Uh, I think Houston is the better of the two teams, even though this game is in Seattle. I know Houston struggled a little bit on the road. I'm going to take the Dynamo in this one. Yeah, again, this is one of those things that I'm not quite sure when all these Dynamo players are going to be called up to their teams officially. Obviously, Demarcus Beasley, but then you got guys like Albert Elise. Bonnie Garcia, Adolfo Machado, 
Romel Quioto. Baxter, these are all guys who are scoring for the Houston Dynamo. Yeah. So I'm going to have to give you uh, uh, two picks on this game. Okay. If Houston loses all of these guys this weekend, Seattle's going to win. Right. Even without Jordan Morris and Clint Dempsey. Yeah, right? they, have, they have far better depth. If Houston has these guys, I'm giving the game to Houston. I, I Yeah. So a conditional. A conditional condition, pick. That's the first okay. conditional prediction ever made here. Perfect. Right front. I like it. And then lastly, going over to the NWSL briefly, uh, North Carolina playing FC Kansas City that game on Lifetime on Saturday, 3.30 Eastern. Uh, I think FC Kansas City takes advantage of the struggling courage right now, and they get another needed victory for FC Casey. Yeah, one of the things that concerned me in that interview with Sam Mewis is how she said, well, we keep talking as a team to try to figure this out. It's good that you've, you're have you talking these things out, but it's been three games now? Something like that, yeah. So they're 5-3 and three right now, so yeah. Right, so it, it concerns me that... Still haven't figured it out. Right, and, and maybe they haven't, and she's just being coy and not giving... Too much inside right, information, right? right. Um, but I'm going to uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you and take FC Kansas City on this. Okay, sounds good. Sky blue and Portland, Washington, Houston, Orlando, Boston, and Chicago, Seattle round out the weekend. Uh, it's going to be a lot of good games throughout the time. Uh, Washington and Houston. You'd like to think as awful as Houston has been that Washington has been that much worse. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hope I'm gonna throw up a prayer and say the Dash win without nope. without the new head nope. with, with the new head coach. No Washington Spirit's gonna win this game probably. And Mal Pula has a hat trick, so there, there you, go. you go. Heard it here first. Sky Blue important. That's gonna be a fun one to watch. Uh, I think Sky Blue actually gets the victory. I agree with you. Uh, and, uh, Pick Cat or Piscataway, Piscataway. New Jersey, yeah. uh, Orlando, and Boston. I think Boston gets a needed victory as well. It's gonna be hmm. an interesting one. Depends how well Marta's playing. It depends how Caroline Stanley does in goal for Orlando. Uh, I'm going to take Orlando Baxter. Okay. Uh, and then Chicago, Seattle, uh, some might argue the game of the week. That's down in Bridgeview at Toyota Park. Uh, Red Stars, Rain. Chicago's played really well recently. Let's go with the hot team and let's pick Chicago on this one for me. Yeah, I agree, Baxter. Uh, Seattle is a good team. You mentioned how Megan Rapino is scoring again for the Rain. Uh, but Chicago's been playing very strong at home. Uh, both teams, what makes this exciting, they're both unbeaten in the month of May. Mm-hmm. But I, I do see, yeah, I do see Chicago taking this one, Baxter. All right. Uh, let us know your predictions. You can find us, of course, on social media, which we'll talk about in just a moment. Uh, or for those of you that listen to us on Spreaker, you can also comment as well, too, on there uh, with your predictions. So we love hearing from all of you wonderful people. Uh, any other thoughts for us, Simon, as we jet out of here for the weekend? Go USA. Yeah, that's all you can really say. Go USU 20s. USA, USA. I love it. Uh, Well, a very special thanks to Sam Mewis of the North Carolina Courage and the women's national team for stopping by the program today. It's great to hear from her. Uh, All our guests do appear on the shopfutsal.com call-in line. Uh, We also want to remind you that you can listen to our show on Spreaker.com. Go and subscribe on iTunes and listen to us on iHeartRadio as well. And you can check all the information out show-related by our website, to upfrontsoccer.com. Hey, I got an idea. Go to our Facebook page as well. It's a beautiful idea. If you can't find it, just type in to upfront in that little search bar. You'll find us. Give our page a like. And uh, what the heck? Check us out on Twitter, too, at 2UpFrontSoccer. He's at Baxter Colburn. I'm at Simon Provan. All right. For Simon Provan, I am Baxter Colburn. Thanks so much for listening. With our manager being the one above, we are 2UpFront.
Has it been a while since you flipped that thermostat from heat to cool? Turn to the experts at Griffith Energy Services before you do for an $88 AC start and check to make sure your AC is in tip-top shape. Griffith specializes in carrier, but services all brands. Visit GriffithEnergyServices.com today. Your local carrier expert. That's GriffithEnergyServices.com. License number MDHVACR01-2278. Griffith Energy Services. Doggone dependable. The sweet aromas of the apple fritter, cinnamon roll, and blueberry muffin are hard to resist. So making it the rest of the way home without reaching in your McDonald's bag is no easy task. But nothing worth doing is easy. Wake up and pair any one of these sweet, fluffy, frittery bakery treats with a McCafe iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Bottom up, up, up.